0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll have special guests and get you caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light. Chris. Please enjoy responsibly. And also sponsored by McGovern Auto Group, the official auto group of Boston College Athletics. Now it's time to talk BC football. Along with head coach Steve Adazio, here's John Meter-Perel.
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the BC football show from Hughes in Watertown. It's great to have you with us. Uh, yes, the studio audience, is always. We don't even need to put up clap now signs. We don't even need that, Pete. They're right on cue.
3: You have them, though,
2: if you need them. Well, we do, yes. Okay. That's what, you know, Jason Baum sitting at our table. He'll have that going. But great to see Coach Adazio, and the Eagles are 2-0. and Coach, we missed you on Labor Day. We did not get to recap the Virginia Tech game, but how about an overview? Congratulations on a great start. An overview of where you're at right now and how you're feeling.
4: Well, I thought we got a good start against Tech. They were a quality team, maybe a team that could conceivably compete for the uh, um, Coastal Division. Um I thought we played pretty well especially uh young defense I thought they rallied up played a lot of guys so that was good and then uh, of course we had Richmond last week and uh you know I thought we uh, improved in some areas and um that was another good game for us and and you know now of course we're getting ready to play Kansas and uh, they're coming in on Friday night they've got an elite player and and they're running back and uh so we just you know a short week right now we're trying to get ready and uh get going
2: one thing that we do know about bc this year is very explosive offensively 500 plus yards uh, 518 against richmond outstanding offense too against virginia tech with brown having a terrific game with 275 yards that has to be something on your checklist that you're very pleased about
4: yeah i mean I think we're explosive on offense for sure we have a lot of weapons um you know we can throw it we can run it we can do a lot of different things and, and, and that's been evident um you know so it's been consistent through uh through camp and right through the season to this point, and I don't expect that to change. Um, and I think that we're just, you know, trying to mature uh, on the other side a little bit, and, and you know, in a foot race for that, and um, just trying to improve and get better and expand, you know, uh, and that's where we are.
3: Now, post game, you uh, mute and you were talking, and you made a comment. That says, "Don't." It was a great win, and we're going to go celebrate. We're going to sing the the, the uh. The fight song, we're gonna go we're gonna go eat. We're gonna you know, it was but there was a there's still plenty to work on.
4: Yeah, I mean that was evident. Um I didn't think we particularly uh you know, handled the quarterback run game really great in that game. Um we gave up some chunks. I thought um even offensively I thought that there was some uh really disappointed in um uh, in that drive. I think it was uh before half where we had the ball. We had a good pick, great pick by Tate Haynes and we kinda squandered away uh you know, a scoring opportunity went for it on fourth down. I did not think we, you know, were extremely efficient in what we did there. But you know, it's just you're trying to make sure you improve in the first few weeks, really, uh, you know, continually each week. And, and I, th- I said during the week, the biggest thing for us in that game was BC had to improve last week. You know, mm-hmm. we had to make strides, and that's what you're fighting right now in these in these early part of the season is to continue to get better. You know, and and, and fix the issues that you know pop up for everybody early in the season.
3: Well, oh, you think about what happened last week in college football in general, you made reference to it in your, in your press conference. It was a wild weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, In, in the ACC in particular. Yeah. Uh, Just unbelievable stuff going on.
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, you you gotta, you gotta be ready to go each week. I mean, and, uh, or, you know, things will happen to you and you got to play four quarters. I mean, we saw that uh, with Florida state. We saw, you know, uh, you know, Michigan being beat by army. We saw, you know, all kinds of things going on in college football, you know, and, and that's the way it is. It's going to be that way. Um, you know, I, someone asked me, I think, today, uh, um, you know, what, what you know about teams. I, I don't know if you know a whole lot about teams until you get into about Eight, week six. five, you know, six. Yep. And then I think you start to get a little better handle. I mean, turnovers, penalties, a lot of things can, can skew uh, team, who, who, who And who's playing who? I mean, I think the one good thing for us, we, we, we played a very quality opponent on opening day. And that, was a, that was a good opponent. There, there was no mystery there and uh you know some people haven't played anybody yet i mean so it's just you know it's all over the lot
2: it is but we do also know your offensive line has been terrific john phillips named the co-offensive lineman of the week in the acc today congratulations to him uh zero sacks allowed by phillips seems like the entire line is cohesive and coming together at the right time
4: yeah i mean i think we're improving steadily there i like our depth i like the way we're playing um you know um gives us a great opportunity when you can win up front. I mean, you know, and I, and I don't want to see that change, you know. I think I think uh, that's a good thing.
2: How is the center position coming together? You're very high on Alec Lindstrom. Yeah. Uh, how has he developed?
4: Great. I mean, he's doing a great job, and uh, he's a really competitive guy. Uh, I like I like the progress he's made, and uh, we're continuing to try to develop, you know, depth at every position, which I thought we got a lot of guys on the field last week. That was terrific because, um, you know, everybody is going to need you're going to need people i mean you need depth and uh, so last week was a great opportunity for us to get that accomplished
3: yeah we were talking about the new the rule regarding uh burning red shirts four right. game four game rule right great game great opportunity to get people and give them some little field yeah. experience yeah uh now you, how do you and from a philosophical standpoint maybe you don't even know but how do you manage that as the, the season evolves you're yeah. you inventorying guys and yeah. play them later you're gonna play guys early and then sit them down and no, I, I'm just curious. It's fascinating.
4: And, you know, we have a, a chart in the in the staff room of, you know, who's played what. But, I mean, you can play four games, um, you know, any part of, you know, but four games. That's it. So, you know, I think right now you get a chance like that, get them on the field. Yeah. Let, them, let them get on the field. You don't know how many opportunities you'll have to get them on the field. Um, maybe as we move we'll be more strategic. Um we won't play a guy just to play him um, unless we've made a decision no matter what, we're, you know, we're going to count the year on him this year. Um, so in that week, we clearly decided last week we were going to play everybody, get them all on the field, wherever we could get them on the field. Um, and now we'll be more judicious moving forward here, you know, uh, what we do.
3: Yeah, in two weeks is a good sample. Not a, Obviously not as, as good as following this week, but... It looks as though a lot of the players who were uh, celebrated in recruiting several years ago uh, finally have an opportunity to show, and they're emerging. You know, these guys guys are playing. I mean, they're good players. They're 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 standouts. Yeah. Guys we haven't really heard a lot about.
4: Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. I mean, I think, you know, we've got some really talented guys. I mean. We've had a steady flow of guys into the NFL and I don't really see that changing right now. I mean I think, you know, this will be another class where we'll have a number of guys having a chance to move on. So
2: sure. and we got another good glimpse of David Bailey with ninety seven yeah. yards yeah. on thirteen carries and yeah. he runs hard. He runs very similar to AJ, I think, in many respects. I think you got a great two headed back there.
4: Yeah, I mean he's we're really super pleased with him and Travis got a few carries last week as well and so those three guys are you know, really carrying the We'll carry the brunt of it. Ben Glein, we still rotate him in in practice a little bit to keep, you know, as, as, as the next back. And then we saw, you know, Patrick Garwell. And uh, he's I think he's going to be a special guy. I really do. Um, he's got great vision um, and, uh, I think, unique vision. So he got a few snaps, and we'll probably just continue to play him now. You know, um, I think that we're going to get him super ready to go.
2: Well, his numbers were staggering in high school. Yeah, he's a legitimate. he's a yeah.
4: legitimate player. He played for anybody in the country.
2: Yeah, no, he looks that way. Yeah. And I think another guy that has proved that in two weeks is Zay Flowers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though, as you said, you know, you're going to expand the package for him, but everybody has been lightning. His lightning quickness is just turning heads everywhere.
4: I mean, that was probably a lot like when Pete Cronin came out. It was a <laughs> no-brainer. <laughs> everybody saw Pete and said, this yeah. guy is going to be a great yeah. one. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, oh, that's
3: undoubtedly.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I was probably not even born then, but I don't know.
3: I'm not sure your math is too good, Coach. Proto yeah. claims he ran a faster 40 than Zay
4: Flah. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. actually was 20. Yeah, he and I both. He and I both have a full head of hair. We're just wearing a <laughs> fake uh, bald wig.
3: Look yeah, at that skin look. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's nah. Very popular with the gals. <laughs> <laughs> really? Have you oh, seen him? Have you from, noticed?
2: <laughs> have you seen his old photos?
3: Oh yes. I have not seen. I'm your a hairy photos. dude. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, On I'm your head. Scary. Yeah. Afro. No kidding. No. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Big, thick well, he neck, grew up in that mustache. The, it was the, the disco generation. Yeah, I had, my, I had my platform shoes and my polyester pants. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We used to go out. Many of you guys might remember this. Before we'd go out, we'd take the hair in our chest and put hairspray on it so it would stand oh, yeah. up at, at the disco. I mean, you guys didn't do that? No. No, no, no. no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Don't give away your secrets, no, man. Be not, you. That's really cool.
2: nice. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, are you still doing I doing think this? there's
4: a lot of people out there going, yuck, golly. <laughs> Save that visual for somebody else. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah, I mean, that a, a little walk down memory lane for Pete Cronin right there.
2: It was. Yeah. Well, time for him, He's, he can stop on a dime like Zay Flowers.
4: Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Go back to Zay Flowers. There's a way better talker. <laughs> Ah. that yeah. stop
2: and start ah. quickness though we yeah. haven't seen that often at bc
4: well yeah I mean, he, he is an elite um um athlete i mean his his acceleration his like i said i think a couple weeks ago his tight turn in and out of cuts his ball skills are really something you know when he takes those jet sweeps and turn a corner it's effortless and it's just gone you know so our, our goal is to integrate him you know and you know in, in you know, pinpoint him within the throw game as well. So you know, targeted throws type of thing. I think, I think that's something that you know we're really focused on right now. So we're excited, you know, about Zay, and uh, he's you know he's a, he's a great addition. You know, again, it's uh, it's an opportunity to uh, stretch the field.
3: Well, the touchdown against uh, Virginia Tech, we're we had a great we were a great sideline shot at it, and I we see him run away from the corner. Yeah, and I said, and then. Brown threw the ball and I go, oh, he overthrew him.
4: Yeah.
3: He picked, changed speeds, changed yeah. gears. He, boom, ran right yeah. underneath it. Which, yeah. is, so it's every, it's just a reoccurring theme here. But uh, that's it's, it's exciting to see that yeah. have that kind of weaponry.
4: Well, we have weapons, you know, and we've got good receivers, good tight ends, good running backs, good fronts, So there's weapons. There's there's the opportunity to uh, be explosive, and we've been fairly, you know. A year ago, we were like fourth in the conference in explosive play. So, I mean, it, this isn't like all of a sudden. I mean, and, and now I think we're going to be more explosive. So that's a that's a trend and and a good trend. <laughs> you're you tied know, right
2: yeah. now. You're tied for six nationally with eight plays of 30 or more yards. Yeah.
4: So that's, yeah.
2: that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That, that says it all. With more to come, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. You talked about managing a short week. Today was your Tuesday. Yep. How do you do that?
4: Well, uh, today was our Tuesday. It was a full padded heavy day. Tomorrow is, you know, a day that we're looking at. I've looked at and uh, we're going to probably tweak tomorrow, kind of make it uh, kind of our Wednesday, but maybe uh, maybe get the shoulder pads off later in practice. And and so kind of make it a a, a little small piece of a Thursday, just take some of the hits off so that we can be fresh and fast towards the end of the week. You know, I'm not real big on that, be honest with you, but I, I feel like we got a mature team and I think we got to take a shot at that. The last time I did that, didn't work out so good, though. You know, um, you know, maybe we're just one of those teams. We just got to kind of grind it out, you know. So um, we'll 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 take a look at it a little bit tomorrow, and then the next day will be a Thursday, and we'll we'll be ready to roll. It's early in the year. I mean, we we just had two games. I mean, we're not like five games in or something like that. You know, right? Right. Um, you know, we're a physical team, and we're at our best when we're that way, both sides of the ball. So. You know, you got to kind of be who you are. I think, you know, and, and our guys seem 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 real good today. I didn't see anybody dragging or anything like that.
2: And it will be the first meeting ever against Kansas. Rock yeah. Chalk Jayhawk comes to Alumni Stadium on Friday night at 7:30. It's going to be a very entertaining game. We'll get into that here on the BC Football Show. Coming up from Donnie Hughes in Watertown, we'll hear from Ben Glines and Tanner Carappa, BC co-captains. After this, from Anheuser Busch.
1: For more of tonight's show, let's go back to Donahue's with your host, John Meter-Perel.
2: Save flowers, one of the highlights of the Boston College season thus far, many highlights for the Eagles as they are 2-0 headed into their Friday night showdown with Kansas at Alumni Stadium. Good to have you with us on the BC Football Show with Steve Adazio, I'm John Meter-Perel and we're joined at the table coach by two of your linchpins, co-captains Ben Glyne's and Tanner Karafa, guys, good to see you. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Great. How are you? Great to see you, Tanner. Absolutely. We were just lamenting with Ben about the fate of his Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> yeah. And, and how difficult it is growing up in Cincinnati, Ben.
0: My Cincinnati sports uh, teams have been, uh, it's been rough, to say the least. It has been rough. It has, it has been. been. But the good thing is,
2: hey, you're experiencing winning a lot at BC. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your BC experience, both of you guys, and what it's been like here up until your senior campaigns.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I think, uh, you know, Boston College has been a great place for me. Um, It was a great place, uh, you know, kind of coming out of high school, Uh, you know, going from a Jesuit high school to a Jesuit college, um, you know, that whole that whole thing kind of aligned, uh, aligned with itself, um, you know, off the field specifically. Um, But then on the field, you know, it's the same type of way, you know, Uh, Ohio high school football, I like to think is, you know, kind of kind of gritty, tough, tough and uh, hard nosed. Um, and like coach has said, you know that's that's kind of the the ball team we are here. Um, so that kind of matches up well, and uh, and made it you know easy to transition into this program. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super happy about uh, you know my time at BC. Uh, we've had some great teams here, some, definitely some great players come through here, and uh, and this season you know we're two and zero in a race to be three and zero, uh, and and we couldn't be happier about it.
2: And Tanner, for you, what, what has it been like to be a BC player?
5: Oh yeah, for me, it's been amazing. Um, I can't imagine anywhere else um, I kind of have a unique story though I came in as a linebacker kind of uh, d- didn't go as planned so I switched positions uh, put on probably 50 or 60 pounds you know I went to a DN put on 20 pounds and now I'm down inside put on another you know 30 pounds so um, oh. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a journey to say the least you know I've had you know maybe five different position coaches or so um, just switching off all, all the positions. But um, it's been it's been fantastic, um, and I really I feel like it's been um, transformative for me. Well, that's a, a
2: lot of good eating. If, if you're putting on that much weight, maybe yeah. not so much for you. But what are you eating to gain that weight?
5: Uh, a lot of dining hall, a lot of late night, um, you know, chicken tenders and <laughs> and pretty much anything you can get your hands on. Your hands on. So, coach, you are you? I know that
2: that's tough for you right now because you're hungry.
4: I'm starving. <laughs> you're starving. <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> yeah but but then again you know as pete said we have a lifetime of putting weight on you know so that's very true that's these two true. guys are two of the toughest guys on the team you know they were elected captains because of their work ethic because of their toughness their commitment to their teammates uh, their bc men and um you know they're just elite guys and uh both of them nothing was handed to them they both you know you know shirted and, 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 and grinded and worked for everything they have and i think that's why they're so respected by the by the team
2: and what is your role like now ben as a captain what do you have to do as a captain from that position
0: right um you know i, th- I think there's a lot of things both on and off the field that, that you don't really know about kind of being a captain before you're you're i guess thrown into that um you know first off you know a lot People don't want to come out on Tuesdays. Tuesday morning we're out there early and walkthroughs and whatnot. Um, you know, so kind of trying to get those guys, uh, get certain guys going in the morning, get people, you know, get them focused on the game plan and whatnot. Um, you know, that's something that, that you won't really see off the field, that it's kind of got to be going on in, in the locker room and uh, and intertwined within everything we do. Um, you know, so I think those kind of leadership responsibilities are extremely important. Um, that's something that, that neither Tanner nor I take lightly, I think. Um You know, so definitely just just I think the best thing that that Tanner and I do is is just kind of lead by example Um, You know, there doesn't have to be a ton of talk Uh, You know, we were talking earlier in the car right over here You know, if if you're really the big dog, you don't got to tell people you're the big dog You know people are going to be telling you that Um, So I think you know leading by example is my biggest thing Um, You can talk all day long, but but people see what's done on the field. They see what's done off the field So, you know to set that example for the locker room, I think is huge um and that's kind of what I strive to do every day.
2: Tanner, what was your reaction when you learned that you were the captain of the defense?
5: Um, well, my biggest thing is just trying to bring along the defense as best I can. Um, get it, Like Ben said, you know, guys, you know, it's early in the morning. you got to, you know, wake guys up sometimes. And, and, you know, doing that on the defense is important. Um, but I've just been trying. That's kind of been my focus, trying to bring along some young guys as best as I can get them into the, the meeting room and, and and try and go over some stuff and just try and help them mature as best I can.
2: And defensively, it seems like every year BC loses NFL talent, but especially this year, coming into the season, what was your mindset to have, make sure that no one misses a beat?
5: Um, yeah, just, you know, I think that the weight room offers a great opportunity to, you know, hold guys accountable and, and try and, galvanize guys um, to, to bring out you know the next the next step for them um, like I said I, I was in the wait, in the meeting room with, with a lot of the young D linemen a lot um, and I think you know I've had you know Max is a great leader too he's, he's done a really good job as well um, just trying to you know get the, the, the defense to mature and come along
2: and Ben offensively same thing for you in terms of making sure everybody's on the right page
0: right right yeah um you know, there's, there's a certain standard that's been set at BC, um, you know, by guys that have come before Tanner and I. Uh, so I think one of the biggest things is just holding people to that standard. You know, Coach Adazio mentions that all the time, making sure we don't lower the standard for ourselves, continually to raise that standard um, and, and try to get better. But yeah, definitely getting those young guys, you know, get them, get them up to speed, get them going. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we've got guys like Zay on the offense who, who have been doing that. Um, and kind of getting going early, uh, which is awesome to see and, and definitely, you know, reflective of our receiver room specifically, which is, you know, it's very, very pleasing to, you know, to see happen uh, as a captain.
2: Is there a point, though, you pull a guy like Zay Flowers aside and say, hey, Zay, two games in, you're doing great, but, you know,
0: we still got ten left? <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't think so. I think he's doing great. Um, you know, he's obviously an explosive weapon that we have on an offense full of weapons, I think, at each position. Um so definitely, you know, to see him come in here and, and see success early, um, you know, that that's unbelievable. I love seeing that. Love seeing my guys, you know, the receivers do well. Um, that's just awesome to see. And so, uh, you know, he'll keep that going throughout the rest of the year, as will the offense.
2: Steve, what do you define as a good leader?
4: Well, I mean, these two guys epitomize great leadership. I mean, both of these guys are extremely unselfish. Uh, they're, they're, they have the highest work ethic on the team. They're two of the toughest guys on the team and they're very very uh, versatile players. I mean, I mean start with Ben. Ben is one of the most explosive guys. I mean, he, he you know, down the field throw game, underneath throw game, can play tailback. He's on all the special teams. You don't you don't see all that, you know, people don't see that. Like his impact on the field is incredible. You know, you might see like a young guy come in and make a big play, but he's making big plays all over the field continually all game long. I mean, wherever he needs to be. Tanner's the same way. Tanner plays all up and down that line. I mean, he, you know, he's hes in on all kinds of different packages on defense. These are versatile guys, unselfish guys, but these are elite players. I mean, both of these guys are legitimate elite players, and that's the great thing. Sometimes you have great leaders who are not elite players, but they're both elite players and they're great leaders, you know, so it's a its a nice combination. It is a testament to what you guys have done
2: since year one to now. What have you learned about yourself, Tanner, since you've been at BC?
5: Um. I think um, just the ability to sustain the long haul of, you know, kind of sc- scratching a claw my first two years, you know, I, I really didn't get play time. I was just, you know, scratching a claw and trying to get better is, is, is what I did. Um, so I think I learned a lot about, you know, toughness that way and, and, and resilience.
0: Yep. Um, so I think that was, that was good for me.
2: Is every day similar to, is every day a fight for you guys when you practice?
0: Uh, I, I wouldn't, I don't want to call it a fight, um, but I think, you know, one of the more important things I've learned throughout this process uh, is definitely to, you know, be able to sustain and, and enjoy that grind um, and that process in general. If you do enjoy that process, you know, the process of, look, I'm going to come out here and get X, Y, and Z done today. Um, you know, it, it seems, you know, it's not work anymore. You know, you just come out and we get to play ball. Yeah. You know, I feel extremely fortunate to be able to do that. Um I think a lot of people would, would trade places with guys like me and Tana get to come out and play football every day. Um, so I definitely can't complain about that. Um, but to be able to sustain that grind and kind of embrace that process is definitely a, something that I think a lot of young players struggle to, to understand and something that I, I definitely struggled with um, you know, early on at BC and have now you know kind of grown into that
2: yeah, you think back to the nc state game last year where you excelled there were so many games last year that you excelled and this year I'm, I'm sure there'll be many more but is it tough for you guys to both keep an even keel it's kind of riding your emotions a little bit i know as pete talks about it a lot staying the course mm-hmm. being consistent mm-hmm. off the field and on the field
0: yeah yeah absolutely um it, it, you know you definitely have to humble yourselves at times um and, and and on the flip side of that you know you have to realize things aren't always as bad as they seem they're not always as good as they seem um but yeah definitely you know to be able to to kind of stay steady and, and realize that you know even at this point right now we're 2-0 and that's that's great and everything but it's a long season you know you got to take this one week at a time you see it every weekend in college football you know uh teams kind of get complacent start to Listen to, to the media and kind of what the good things being said about them, the bad things being said about them. So if you can kind of set that aside and, and, and not not get caught up in that noise, um, and continue to go week to week and just focus on being one and zero each week, one and zero each week, I think it, it definitely makes it a lot easier.
4: It's different today than I think it's one of the biggest challenges today for these guys. This social media thing is is, is really a rough deal. I mean, because they're very attuned to the social media and they very they ride the roller coaster. Uh, ride of what's said about your team what's said about you what's i mean it's an amazing deal to me and and you know i think you know we had blissful ignorance you know back in the day you didn't really know much and you know, maybe you might occasionally read something in the newspaper but i mean this is instant you know opinion based feedback so for these guys to keep the outside noise out to keep themselves centered you know whether and then the high expectations it seems like outside from family and everybody is incredible now i mean it's like you know, just just let them play. So these guys do a great job of managing that roller coaster ride. I think the young players have an incredibly hard time with that. You know, when it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it's terrible. And you know, they're and it just affects them so much.
3: Yeah.
4: It's ter- you know. You know. Do you find yourself in the defensive room, Tanner, talking to
2: guys about that, staying um, off social media, not listening to all the noise?
5: Yeah, I think one thing that Coach Dazio and the coaches do uh, emphasize is trying to be the same person every day bring the same you know energy the same focus every day um not ride the roller coaster like coach was talking about of emotion and all the events that can go on in a season um and just and just bring the same level of uh attack each day each you know the next game is the most important
3: right
0: and it's a big one coming up friday night what do you expect from the Jayhawks, Ben? um I mean, I'm, I'm expecting us to go out there and, and play our game. Um, I'm ex- extremely excited to see what we, uh, you know, what we can do offensively as well as defensively um, in this game. Obviously, it's a big time game Friday night. You know, everyone's kind of watching that when everyone's focused on it. Um, so that's extremely exciting. Uh, you know, we, Tanner and I kind of gotta make sure all. The, you know, the young guys. Everyone's going into this. You know, no, no one's getting you know, out of their head about a Friday night televised game and everything. Um, but, no, we're extremely excited about it, extremely excited to be able to, you know, show the country, uh, you know, what our football team is, has been doing this summer and, and what we're prepared to do the, the rest it's of the season.
2: A, it's a showcase game. Great yeah. opportunity for both of you guys. We really appreciate you, Todd. Thanks for coming down.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Good thanks luck the rest me. of the I season.
2: Two BC men personified as Coach Adazio. First down, Eagles from the 42. Are Richmond Brown rolling to the right, throws it cock by Dylan. Past the 35 to the 30 to the 20, cuts back 15 to the 10, and he is rolling to the end zone. Touchdown, Boston College. AJ Dylan
1: is the Eagle in the end zone. His second score of the game. Live from Donahue's. You're listening to the Boston College Football Show presented by Bud Light. Once again, here's John Meter Burrell.
2: BC is averaging 19 yards per completion. That's seventh best in the nation, first in the ACC. Anthony Brown, the quarterback, 10th nationally in passing efficiency. He leads the ACC in that department. He's also 25th in the nation in touchdown passes and third in the country with 19 yards per completion. You sense a tone here, Coach. The explosive plays. Anthony Brown's done a really nice job the first two games. How does he keep it going this week against Kansas?
4: Just, you know, continually prepping you know and uh, it's a real big part of our game and we've got to be able to you know week one we had some great downfield throws we'd like to get back on that track as well so i just think that you know you're seeing a more veteran quarterback and with great preparation should continue to go down that path you know
2: from what you've seen of Cam- kansas on the tape they're coming off a 12 to 7 loss at home to coastal carolina which is a bit of a surprise they're one and one but on the tape how do they look on defense
4: I mean, they're big and stout inside. They play that three-four scheme. They got two big outside linebackers. I'm real impressed with their uh, safeties and their corners. Uh, uh, You know, they're they've got they've got good athletes on the field. They have a bunch of uh, junior college players in there and stuff. They're they're pretty talented guys.
2: Yeah, they got a lot returning in the secondary. I think 82 combined starts coming back this year. Yeah. Seems like that's kind of the focal point of their defense. I'd say so. Offensively, they put seven on the board. Saturday, what would you see out of that game?
4: Well, I think what's happening is, and, you know, it's a new program. You know, uh, Les Miles is just getting there, and there's a <clears throat> an adjustment time, a transition time. They were a spread team before. So, I mean, I think there's going to be, you know, some of that. They just got their running back back this past game. He had been suspended for all that time. So, I mean, he's a real dynamic. He is a, a Big 12 rookie of the year, I think. So, he was. Um, he, he's a legitimate player. So, I think they're just getting comfortable uh, in their scheme, you know
2: guys like us see less miles we say all right here comes kansas they're going to be a, they'll, they'll be a, a contender in the next couple of years do we overrate that
4: well i mean he's a great coach and uh i'm sure he'll do a fabulous job there you know i mean that's a good place i mean they you know they've got great tremendous faci- they put a bunch a bunch of money into the program their facilities are i heard are elite and uh i think it's a pretty wide open conference i don't see any reason why he won't do fantastic there
3: yeah, I spoke with their folks today, and that was one of the things they wanted to impress upon me was the, they, the way it was phrased is, we've underinvested in the program to this point, but that's changed. Oh, yeah. They, because they are, they're determined to bring the program back to its former glory and be competitive in the Big 12.
4: Oh, yeah, major commitment on that from, from facilities to budget to salaries to everything. They've put a huge investment into that program, and, and they've got the right guy at the helm, so it'll all come together.
3: Now his uh, growing pains, I guess they're they're in transition. You talked about them being a spread offense. He wants to be power. He wants to be like BC.
5: Yeah,
3: power downhill run, physical. His personnel doesn't necessarily fit that model just yet. But the, yeah. ju- the JUCO piece might might be a part that helps him accelerate the process. He's got a
4: hell of a tailback, um, and I just think that you know, like anything else, you know. You know, you put a new system in, new terminology, and new everything. It takes a few games to get going. I've been there. I mean, I know what that was like, you know. So, um, you know, they they had the ability to explode, really, quite frankly, which really makes me nervous, you know. Um, so, uh, I'm just paying attention to we've just got to, you know, prepare the best we can prepare and take care of the football on our end of things and continue to be who we are. What do you
2: want to improve upon defensively?
4: Um... I think um, we got to get off blocks better up front. You know, it's, it's something we've we, we got to do a better job of. I think we're playing hard. I think we're gang tackling. I think we're. Um, I think the four-man rush to the quarterback, and I think uh, getting off blocks would uh, be, you know, I think on defense we want to really focus on that. I think on, on offense, you know, um, I still think that, you know, consistency, um, you know, I don't want to see any three and outs. You know, uh, stay on the field and give us give us a chance to work what we do, which is wearing teams down and looking for shots down the field. So, uh, you know, it's nice. I thought last we got Boomer off with a field goal last week, which was good to get that going a little bit. I was pleased about that. You know, so. Yep.
3: yep. The uh, when you when you think about what you did last week, I was looking at my chart. You threw the ball six times in the second half. Yeah. Which and you you don't have to show stuff. Obviously, you want to p- yeah. kind of keep it close to the vest, simplify. However, that would indicate you probably got to you've always had a piece of your game plan that maybe you didn't use last week. Right. That could yeah. be used as a, as a yeah. Surprise. I mean, we made some conscious
4: decisions not to do some things last week. No doubt about it. I mean,
3: like run the quarterback.
4: Oh yeah, sure. I mean, we weren't going to do that. Okay. Um, and you know, the other piece of this was I thought you know. Um, I wanted to keep the defense off the field in the second half, and I wanted to control the clock a little bit, and I wanted to run the football a little bit. Um, You know, um, we were a bigger, more physical, more dominant team, and I just wanted to impose our will a little bit, and I just didn't think that it was necessary. You know, I mean, we're still just in – that was just game two, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, we were pretty simple. I mean, it wasn't real complicated. Um, We played – everybody up until just a little bit into the third quarter as well so we played two 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 in small change quarters of football that's it um you know i mean i think as we move forward now you know you gotta wait and see how games go right right i mean you, you you're gonna you're gonna do what you need to do use as much as you need to use i don't i don't see any sense in just doing things just because you know we want to we work on them all week in practice and we know what we're capable of doing we'll 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 unleash everything as we feel it's appropriate. You know, I don't need to expose Anthony Brown unless unless I want. You know, we need to. That'll come. That'll come <laughs> in due time. Yes, we yes. got a long way to go here.
3: Yes, sir. That's that's
2: for sure. When you turn on the tape, 7:30 Sunday morning in your office, how does that breakdown go? What's what's the Steve Adazio game plan for a Sunday to break down tape?
4: So Sunday morning, like the Sunday we met at 7:30. We watched the uh, offensive staff. I sat down with the offensive staff. We watched the tape, um, made the corrections, uh, graded the players. Then for me, I go on with the defensive staff. I sit down with them. I watch the tape, go through the same rigmarole with them. Um, I'm done with that. Then we sit down with the special teams and go through all the special teams tape with the special teams staff and and, and Ricky and and do that whole deal. And then when we're done with that, um, you know, compile the – the information necessary for the team meeting that we have. And, you know, we just go through, you know, the cuts that we want to show the team, uh, who was a champion, who was an MVP, uh, what were all the stats, have a stat review for that and put that all together. Now, this week was unique. So we got all that done. I want to say that was done by 11 o'clock and then uh, went on to Kansas and started going through all the game tape. I, you know, I usually sit in with the offense and we go through all the cuts, all the formation cuts and start to formulate. The run and play action game because Monday morning we had practice, so we had to go through that. We went through that steady till the team came in at call it call it three o'clock. Um, went into the team meeting, uh, went through the uh, uh, sat into the special teams meeting, offense meeting, defense meeting. When that was done, uh, went back in uh, and and continue to finish game planning, put the practice shell together, script the practice for for this morning. Yep. Uh, so it was a, a very long uh, day chuck full and then of course this morning we you know we got together at 7 a.m. this morning and uh players came in we had a walkthrough. we had practice got off the practice field um had a press conference after the press conference watched the tape after i watched the tape went to uh um the special teams tape after we got done with that um then started continuing game planning third down and uh all the blitzes, and then came here. So, what do you do with your spare time? No spare time. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be. There's zero no, spare time. No, no well, spare time.
3: You're but not it's... paying much attention to the NFL.
4: <laughs> the only thing I heard today, unfortunately, was Chris Lindstrom broke his foot. Yeah, which I heard is that today, which I was sad. Here, in fact, I'm going to give him a call tonight. Um, but uh, nah,
2: no. It's good news though, because there's a lot of BC guys in the NFL, and a lot of them enjoyed Week One. Yeah, uh, that's going to be... Tommy hilarious.
4: Sweeney texted us uh, after his Did. game. Yep, And, and they he uh, Yep, he had, he had uh, I guess, a couple catches, I think it was, yeah. at least one. And uh, so that was great. Um, these early parts of the week are very, very
5: that's stressful.
4: Know, stressful to get everything done in time. So.
2: And an unfamiliar opponent, I guess, from the standpoint of, of course, yeah. BC's never played him. but uh, You know
4: what's aggravating when you watch these guys like this is um, it's, game, it's week two, new staff, so you're looking at – I hate it. You look at the first two games, then you're looking at film from coordinators from different places, and you're like, what am I watching right now? It's like you don't even know where you are, you know. And, and I just think that I hate it, you know. From this point forward, you know, we'll be able to really watch three games on opponent, but then, like, for example, even though the following week, you know, you got film from last year on Rutgers, and then each game you just compile more films. So right now you find yourself chasing uh, probably some ghosts, you know. And I, I hate – being inefficient with my time. So, you know, watching just everything right now. It's kind of bugging me. I was watching some LSU special teams tape when he was at LSU. You know what I was like, what am I doing right now? I, I had flashbacks when I was at Florida, and they had the f- fake field goal, and, you know, the holder flipped the ball over his head blind to the kicker, and, you know, and the ball was fumbled on the ground, and it was teetering like this. It rolled this way. They got the first down by that much. So I wanted to go back and see that. And I don't know crazy
2: well that's the one thing that less miles does it's trickeration if that's a word yeah there's always something in the bag yeah you expect more of the same
4: oh yeah, yeah, yeah i'm sure it'll be some fake punts fake field goals special trick plays and god knows what else so fully fully anticipate that we're working on that and trying to you know just trying to figure all that out that's all part of it how yep.
2: difficult is that from a coaching perspective well, I think it's difficult
4: when you, you don't really have a book on the right. opponent, you know, and you don't have a lot of tape, you know, so right. you're, you're trying to figure out what's been passed, but, you know, sometimes you're accurate at that, sometimes you're not, to be honest with you, and uh, that is just somebody like me that is fairly, <laughs> that's a hard nut yeah. to swallow, you know, you're just not really exactly sure what's going to happen, you know.
2: Yeah, no, that's I don't
4: good. I don't really like that, you know.
2: It's a wild card, but this is the BC Football Show from Donahue's in Watertown. We're here every Monday night at seven with Coach Adazio coming up. More talk about Kansas, and we'll also get into college football a little bit. Take a look around the nation. This is the BC Football Show. Back with more after this from Anheuser Busch.
1: For more of tonight's show, let's go back to Donahue's with your host, John Meter perell
2: it was a highlight filled game as BC blew out Richmond to improve to 2 <coughs> 0.
4: Bless God you. Bless God. you. Wow. It's
2: that time of year, I guess. Yeah. But Jake Burt is a guy that I think that speed that we saw was something that we haven't seen from him because he's been injured throughout his career, but he yeah. has that type of ability, right?
4: Oh, Jake's having a great year, yeah. He's a talented guy. Great blocker, great pass catcher, deceptive speed, great route runner. Really good.
2: And that tight end room is loaded. Hunter Long yeah. did not play. Is he okay headed towards Kansas? Yeah, yeah, he's
4: fine. Yep. Good. Excellent. Yep.
2: So our keys to the game now brought to you by McGovern Auto Group, our good friends from McGovern Auto Group. A car that you drive is from McGovern as well. We appreciate their support here in the Learfield IMG College Network. What do you have to do to win game number three?
4: Well, I think it always starts with um, taking care of the football, you know, um, uh, and, uh, and trying to get the ball. You know, win the turnover battle. I think that's critically important. Continue to be explosive on offense. Uh, limit the explosives on defense. I think kind of the same formula. I'd like to see us become a little bit more explosive this week in special teams. I think that's it's time for that. Uh, and continue to be a, a, a real physical uh, football team. You know, it's very, very big part of who we are. What type of complexities
2: will Kansas present? I know there's not much tape on them, but yeah. the quarterback. There's some thought that he might make a change at quarterback but if you see carter stanley what are you going to see
4: well i think you know they're going to throw the ball down the field you know they're going to take shots off the play action and throw and throw fade balls down the field and hand the ball to that back that's what's going to happen is the back comparable the backs that you see in the
2: acc yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah he's a he's a big time player yep puka williams fast explosive yep
3: pete's ready to say puka i will say it and hopefully not very often on 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 friday night i hope not no he that's the that's the interesting dynamic with a, with a team like this is they've got players. Yeah. You know, it's not – last week, there's a lot of disparity between the programs. Right. Um, there is not that much disparity between these programs talent-wise.
4: Yeah, they have talented players for sure. Yeah, and no they, can, they
3: can turn on a dime.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely, hey,
2: Williams went for 252 last year against Oklahoma, so he certainly has that type of resume. But college football, this we talked about it a little bit, coach. It's a jump ball in the first couple of weeks. Your impressions about things that you've seen, things that uh, some trends that have developed. What are they?
4: Well, I mean, you know, I'm not real excited about this. This uh, all this celebration stuff that's in college football. I mean, you know, I mean, you got chains for this and rings for that i mean i'm just not into it guys on their knees that aren't even suited for games acting like they're barking dogs i mean i I don't really know what all that is you know i mean to me it's a team game you play as a team uh you celebrate as a team it's not a it's it's not a a, a show um and, and 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 i'm not really uh real real excited about that there's all kinds of celebration penalties going on and you know putting your team at risk for calling attention to yourself I mean it's the greatest game in, in America because it's a team sport and you rely on your teammates um, I'd really rather stay it stay in that lane
2: yeah and that's something that we'd never see from BC and I'm sure that would crush you if that ever happened
4: it's not gonna happen you know I mean if it does we're gonna address it immediately um, you know we're gonna we're gonna respect the game yeah
2: yeah well Pete, you, you came from an era where
3: there was a the fun bunch we, we were cutting edge you play with those guys the yeah. hogs the fun bunch the you know we had it all but, we but, but what did joe gibbs think about that as long as we won it was okay uh if unfortunately we always won yeah most of the time so it was tolerated i'm not sure it was he was enthusiastic about any of it but you you reap what you sow i guess
2: yes but i know what you i know what you mean coach in terms of it's a show me show me state now it's a show me attitude it's uh guys get in the end zone you act like they've been there before right
4: is it a team game or an individual game i don't know i mean i thought it was a team should be a team game yeah i'm I'm, i mean you know so i always have a question like if you have a turnover chain and you and you get to put it on because you get a turnover do you give it back when you when you turn the ball over as a team do you like throw it over to the team across the field or something i mean i don't know i can't figure that out really
3: (laughs) well they're they're not on the schedule not this year
4: well there's there's plenty of teams out there doing all this stuff i guess you know it's about the show you know i've seen hats and gold cups like you're drinking wine like you're a king i i I don't know you know what i mean (laughs) maybe we should just have a comedy club i don't know
2: (laughs) well I mean, maybe we could. Who knows? But I think BC's turning heads, though, around college football, Coach. The good news is that, you know, I think everyone you talk to, yeah, maybe it's – do you like being the underdog, I guess?
4: I mean, that's fine. I, it Just all that matters is we win the game. At the end of the day, we win. And you know what, really, that we represent the university the right way, that, that alumni like Pete and a whole bunch of other alumni are proud of the fact that that's our football team. You know, those are – those are high character, honorable guys. They're playing the game the way they're supposed to play, and, and I'm proud to say they're BC men. That's so important, and, and, and you know that—that's what college football is supposed to be about, you yeah. know. And, uh, and and hopefully you're winning a bunch of games and, and and doing it with class and dignity. And you saw that
2: earlier here with Ben Glines and Tanner Carafa. Oh, I mean, outstanding a fun...
4: representatives of the yeah. college. Right. I mean, come in here and grown men sit and talk to you, and just fantastic, right? That's what it's all about. They get a lot of pleasure from watching these young men and how they carry themselves, and and and, and that that's been a, a BC trademark, and that's something to be proud of, you know.
2: And you get a lot through the pipeline, well documented. We saw it Saturday. You played everybody practically, uh, but for me, you look at the offensive line. Tyler Vrabel is playing like a senior now. as a freshman. I know it's early, yeah, but he's held
4: up very well. And
2: what are you looking for in terms of his maturation?
4: Well, I mean, I think the sky's the limit for a guy like Tyler. He's very talented. He's a young guy, like a lot of these young guys, you know. But uh, I think um just got to keep growing, you know. We're two games in. Right. I mean, you know, let's just see if we can put one foot in front of the other and, and go find another win.
2: And very important to get fans in the stands early on Friday night, right?
4: Oh, yeah. You know, we did a great job. The students did a great job last week. We had the uh, staff and faculty appreciation um game last week and they've really working hard to put on this Friday night game we're so appreciative and we need to have a great stand Uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere in Chestnut Hill college football on Friday night in Chestnut Hill I mean where else would you rather be
2: Nothing better. Coach Adazio, good luck. Go get him.
4: Thanks very much. As the Eagles hope to improve
2: to 3-0 for Coach Adazio and Pete Cronin. I'm John B. Special thanks to Jason Baum, Mike Wynn, Anthony Pepe, and a cast of thousands here at Donnie Hughes in Watertown. We're back again on Saturday afternoon, BC, or excuse me, Friday night, BC in Kansas, seven o'clock our broadcast time. Until then, have a great week, everybody, and good night from Donnie Hughes.